All right, here we go. The inaugural podcast of the uh, the two ugly bastards. Fucking score. We're here now to talk to you about uh, a whole bunch of random shit. Um, starting off, though, I am your co-host, the Redneck Gnome. And I am your co-host, the Yankee from up north, but who now lives in the south. So you can call me a Yankee bastard. Yeah, you're a transplant bastard. Fuck you. Hey, I, we claim you now. Yeah, yeah you're you're allowed to listen to Sweet Home Alabama without anybody looking at you funny. Yeah, and I am also to and I am also able to call deliverance without people going, What the fuck did you just say? Oh, you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> I know what's wrong with it. It ain't got no gas in it. Yeah, different movie, but we'll go with it. I know. Okay. I'm just making sure you're on your P's and Q's. But anyways. I'm dyslexic. Don't do that to me. <laughs> School was hard. That that is very true. But anyways, enough of the mumbo jumbo rambling bullshit. Like he said, this is our first inaugural podcast. And on this one, apparently we are going to argue. Now, this is our opinions. Don't give a fuck what y'all think. But we do have a Facebook page. Y'all can check that out. We will tell you what it is at the end of the show. If you want to elaborate and throw in some of your own insights. But this is our top five metal bands that we think are our top five now this could go on and on forever because there are so fucking many that it's god awfully unbelievable and we could spend about a better part of a decade talking about but we're not going to yeah that would take up a lot of time and it would take me way longer than i had ever anticipated um to sit there and like try to write down every single one of them um yeah and noam can agree with me on this one that our brains just don't function that great due to jet fuel and a bunch of other random things that that'll be a whole nother episode later down the line but yeah yeah all right so i'm gonna go ahead and start with my number five pick and then work my way down to number one um well, no, I'll start with my number five and then you jump in with your number five. But for me, it's going to be Dio. Very nice. Very nice. He was he was going to be on my list. You know, he, he I mean, I got to give props to Dio. I mean, he is like the, the godfather almost. Um, but my number five and y'all can argue with us over between Dio or my number five, which is Slayer. Uh, see, you know. We'll get to it later, but I've only got one of the big four in my list. Slayer didn't make the cut. Slayer, for me, the only reason he they made the cut is because of Kerry King. That's the only reason why. Him, I'm not. him by far, Kerry King by far, besides Dimebag and uh, Zach Wilde, is one of the in my opinion, best metal guitarist out there, period, of all time. I can give you that, but like they didn't, they just didn't for me. Every once in a while, okay, throw on some rain and blood, cool. But nah, not in my top five. For me, I had to go with Dio, though. Like, dude has those pipes, he can sing. He has to had he had to have his own microphone. Like, his own special microphone, because he would blast his vocals so loud so loud that it would start clipping when they were recording audio uh, yeah that is that is true another another one that you know could be on the top five too that i'm having a total fucking mind blank right now and i'll come back to it once i google it and figure out who it is so yeah well Dio as a band, like when you think about, uh, you know, um, Holy Diver, Rainbow in the Dark, those are just like songs that everybody kind of knows. Even if you don't know it, you still know it. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. 
And then, not to mention, like Ronnie James Dio himself, though, was also a member of Black Sabbath, which is my number four pick. Had to have... Had to have Black Sabbath in there, like the Aussie Black Sabbath, the original Sabbath. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they started it all with songs like Paranoid, Iron Man. Um, honestly, Paranoid's my favorite. War Pigs. It's just, it's iconic. And that's why they were up another spot in the list, um, just because of all that history there. They they had to be my number four. All right, now what? Now could you now could you see um, as like an honorable mention for number five throwing Judas Priest in the mix? I'm not a Priest fan. I don't like them. I don't never have. I, I you know did you ever watch that metal show that used to come on uh, VH1 or whatever it was? Yes, I did. Yeah, they used to bring up Priest so much on there but I have never really been a fan. Yeah. And I mean, I'll give it to you. Uh, Black Sabbath. I mean, that is one of, you know, I mean, they, they, they pretty much, you know, kind of started it all. If you look at it, just like how the Beatles started rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, when you think of like the bands that really picked up rock and roll, you got the Beatles, you got the stones, um, you know, everything that Eric Clapton was in, you know, it, it all kind of started from there. But Sabbath, they were the pioneers, the grandfathers of metal is what they are. Mm-hmm. Ozzy I mean, Osbourne. I mean, and you could, I mean, you could technically kind of argue that Sabbath could be on, you know, could be, you know, up there as far as, you know, number two or hell, even number one. On somebody's list. I mean, it just really all depends. But yeah, Sabbath pretty much paved kind of paved the way of what the scene is today. Very true. But that's why they're my number four. And as far as them being number two or number one on somebody else's list, uh, I don't give a shit. It's not my list. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. And that's what I'm saying. You know, like we are totally open for discussions and debates and all that stuff. Um, on my number four personal, on my personal for my number four, um, I'm going to have to go cause I, I, they're one of the bands that I could go back and listen to constantly, like over and over again, like from shit. The first time I heard them in middle school, going into high school, it's fucking system of a down. Just, okay. just like serves top like talking like the vocal ranges that that motherfucker can do is unfucking believable they're definitely in like what i would call the honorable mentions for me um because i mean i guess a lot of my top five here that i've got they're like more of the icons you know um Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean i can i can see where you'd go with that um because i i well, I pick and choose with system mm-hmm. songs. Um, yeah. BYOB is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Toxicity, Aerials, Chop Suey, I'm not a huge fan of just because I've heard it so many times. Mm-hmm. Once you hear a song that many times, it's like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. And now I will say this, though, when they did come out with uh, BYOB, a lot of people, you know, it was a damn good song, but. I think all the the radio stations when it came out, they just over overplayed it. But I mean, it is one of their best songs, and a lot of people don't realize that BYOB actually their song BYOB stands for "Bring Your Own Bombs." Oh yeah, I mean they get political with a lot of their oh, stuff, yeah. and that was one of the reasons I liked BYOB. I mean, if you sit there and listen to the lyrics, a lot of it is metaphor, but you got to like dig through it. I mean, they're talking about the whole after 9-11 invading mm-hmm. the Middle East. That's what a lot of that is about. Mm-hmm. And then another one. I mean, I mean, there's even a song. I can't think of the Nong song. I can't the Nong. What the fuck, dude? I promise you guys I have. 
but they could even, I mean, some of their lyrics in one of their songs, I can't even think of the fucking name, is like, what other band could you think of that would have lyrics in their song that says, pull the tape or I'm out of your ass? Yeah, yeah, I mean... uh <laughs> You know, like I literally can't. It's like, come on, like I'm trying to think of that fucking song, but I can't right now. Well, just Google the words, pull the tapeworm out of your ass. That's what I'm doing right now. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I know what that's the song. Needles. Needles. Okay. Yeah, that. That song is just like holy shit. Okay, yeah, system's good, but again, not in my top five. Uh, so far, I've had Dio and Black Sabbath. You had Slayer and System of a Down. Mm-hmm. For me, my number three pick though, Slipknot. Yes. Um agree with you um i'll agree with you on that to me personally though i have slipknot a little bit higher on my list than you do okay um and we'll get to that eventually but yeah they're they're a little bit higher on my list it's you know i mean you got to give love to the midwestern iowa boys that just literally pretty much told you know what iowa fuck you (laughs) we're gonna do our own shit well i mean when you think about iowa you think, you know, the same as uh, certain other parts of the state where I'm from and maybe even back where you grew up, there's not a whole lot to do except make metal music and do drugs. Exactly. exactly. Especially when, I mean, especially when you're a metal band from fucking Des Moines, Iowa. Right. Like, like I've driven through Iowa. There ain't shit in that fucking state. You know what us menace or what us Yankees that border See, I'll throw this out here. The reason why I call myself a Yankee and my lovely wife's sister-in-law calls me a fucking Yankee is because I'm originally from Minnesota. So, yes, I can call myself a Yankee. And I've driven through Iowa. It fucking sucks. Like, us Minnesotans, we call Iowa people idiots out wandering around. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean... When you, when you don't have much to do in Iowa, especially Des Moines, and you get just a fucking bunch of group of guys that form a fucking metal band and just fucking rock out, you're just like, yeah. Now, here's my question to you. What is What do you think their best album is that they've ever come out with? Iowa. Iowa? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think it was like their second album they ever did. Mm-hmm. Iowa, though, I mean, it, and it's only really because of one song. One song does it for me, and it's like, I, I'll listen to the rest of the album, but that one song makes it the top one for me, and that is People Equal Shit. Yes, that is agreeable. Um, me, my, I think the best album that they've come out with and a lot of people will argue with this is volume three the subliminal verses you know what i don't hate that one i don't hate it at all um yeah i can literally i can literally listen to that thing from start to finish without skipping a fucking song now what did you think about all hope is gone though the one that had psychosocial snuff um dead memories see all hope is gone is good but there's only two two songs that i think on that are you know just are just you know the best which is psychosocial and dead memories because those two i mean they're just they're badass yeah i'll give you that you know, I used and, to like snuff too, but I had a roommate back when it first came out who was going through a breakup, and that snuff was the only song he played for like a month straight. And I'll still listen to it now, but it took me a long time to go back to it. Uh huh. And another thing 
that I like too about volume three is they've got a, there's a song on there called Pulse of the Maggots that kind of, if you listen or if you listen to it, they kind of poke fun at ICP a little bit and whatnot. Hmm. And ICP actually calls them out in one of their songs too, kind of. I forget which song it is. I can get into that later. But yeah, they ICP kind of takes a little stab at um, uh, Slipknot in a verse and whatnot. I'll have to find up and pull that verse up. But yeah, it's actually pretty pretty funny hmm i don't i don't remember ever paying attention to that mm-hmm. okay in fact let me let me google it right now and see if i can find it let me go i've got the track listing for volume three pulled up right now i'm trying to find the uh icp song that folks fun at uh uh ICP though, like I never got into ICP ever. I think my wife did at one point. She was listening to them. She said back when she was in like middle school, early high school. For me, it was never really a thing. Mm-hmm. That same roommate, though, who wore me out listening to Snuff, though, was also a huge ICP fan. So I think the only ICP song I have that I know from memory, uh, Boogie Woogie Woo or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm probably butchering that name. I don't know. But that's the only one I can remember. Did you find that verse? No, I can't. I'm gonna have to do some more uh uh some more research. Yeah. Gotcha. But anyways, Move. moving on, moving on, moving on. That's a whole all right. We are now on to our number three. Yeah, that was my number three. I did slipknot. What you got? Oh, my number three is Lamb of God. Okay. Yep. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Lamb of God is good for me to listen to. Um, and I could probably pick it out if I was listening to it. Um, but don't ask me what a single song name is. I could not tell you. Oh, you've got laid to rest, redneck, walk with me in hell. Uh, Omerta, bunch of, you know, those are just the ones I'm naming off the top of my head. Yeah. You know, and I will say, though, Lamb of God, though, I actually saw them back Back before I moved down here to back before right before I moved to Georgia. They were on tour. It was uh some random fucking band I can't remember the name of. Uh Trivium, Lamb of God, and Megadeth were all on tour. And yeah. And they stopped at uh Bridgestone Arena. Me and my buddy Brian, we went to go, we went to their show. And Lamb of God puts on one of I think personally the best shows I have ever seen and I've seen them a couple of times but their energy no matter every time I've seen them is just so on point it's it's retarded yeah I mean I I can understand I wouldn't use that word but um Yeah, Lamb of God though, like it's it's high energy kind of music, and it's just one of those things. They have a specific sound. Like I said, I would know them when I heard it playing, mm-hmm. but I've just I have not sat down and like, oh, 
okay, well, let me pick out this song. Let me see what this sounds like. They, they were just never that for me. They were not that kind of band that I really listened to like that. And a funny thing is, too, is you know who Joel Osteen is, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he gave them a, some sort of fucking award because he thought Lamb of God was like a Christian or something. Right, right. Man, and they and they were just like, really? Yeah, it was like he talked about him one time or tweeted or something. I remember hearing about it. Yeah. Like it was this. <laughs> I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Have you even heard one of their fucking like, come on, walk with me in hell? Like, right. Does that not explain hello? And you would think he would have a team that would kind of do some research on that stuff. Exactly. But, uh, I mean, hell, before they before they renamed to fucking Lamb of God, they originally formed in 94 as Burn the Priest. Right. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, you not, like, come on. You've got all that money. You figured you'd have some of your people do some fucking research on them. I, right. When I found that out, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, good lord. Yeah, it's a little nuts. Like, I don't know. Like I said, I thought he would have a team of people who would kind of research that shit before he just started spouting off at the mouth about something, but you never know. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's it, it's one of those where I'm just like, God, you're an idiot. A little bit, but I've always kind of felt that way about Joel Osteen, so. Yeah, I mean, who the fuck needs a church in a goddamn arena? Seriously. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, All right, so what do you got for your number two there, sir? Number two is my pick out of the big four. I got Metallica. Okay, okay. I can can see. Now, I'll let now... What? what era of Metallica do you think is best? Is the question. So, from their beginning all the way up to like the end of the 90s, end of the 2000s. Once they did Reload, and that was, I, I kind of quit listening. After Saint Anger came out, I listened to Saint Anger. But I even like the song, St. Anger. But that is the only song on that album that I will tolerate. Yeah. And, and their new I, stuff that they put out, though, haven't really listened to it. I'm talking yeah. like the classic Metallica. Yeah. Like when Cliff first started and, and whatnot. Yes. And Kirk took took over and then when uh and whatnot like when cliff was the basis and then cliff i mean even you know like i said up through the 90s um with uh what's his name newstead jason newstead uh, when he was playing bass for him on um Mm -hmm. like load and reload i think he did both of those yeah um but then, and, and it's nothing against uh, Robert Trujillo, the new bass player that they've had since. Oh, yeah. You know, since uh, St. Anger and all that. Like, he's good. I've listened to him play other stuff. He's good. Oh, yeah. He used to be the bassist for uh, Ozzy. Yeah, like, he's done a ton of stuff, dude. Yeah. He was Ozzy's bassist up until he left, and that's when he went with Metallica. But that era of Metallica, I love the old thrash stuff. Love it. Um, then you move up into like, like I said, late eighties, early nineties. They started doing more melodic kind of stuff, um, mm-hmm. some slower songs. You know, just trying to diversify and grow a little bit as a band. Mm-hmm. Love that too. Um. But I will say, if I have to listen to someone else play Inner Sandman one more time, if I choose to listen to it, it's fine. If someone else plays it without my consent, we've got a problem. 
but it fucking uh, Stranger Things just kind of ruined it for me. Well, see, I, I like Master of Puppets. I could I can listen to some Master of Puppets over and over, but Inner Sandman, it, back where I grew up, and for anybody listening, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of info. I grew up out in bumfucked Egypt, Tennessee, uh, way out in the middle of nowhere, and out there on one of the local rock stations, every day at like two o'clock, they would have what was called mandatory Metallica. They would play a Metallica song at like two o'clock every single day. Five days out of the week, that song was Inner Sandman. Mm-hmm. They didn't even mix it up. They didn't play any other ones. It was just, okay, here we go again. <laughs> so that's why I say if I choose to pick the song and I pick Inner Sandman, it's fine. Someone else goes to play that song, though, and I'm like, nope, I'm dipping. I'm out. Agreed. So what you got for your number two? Um, I'm going to do an honorable mention for number two, and then I'll get into my number two. Honorable mention for my number two was a toss-up between the one that I picked and this one. Um, my honorable mention for number two is Megadeth. Okay. As an honorable mention. Just because of the simple fact, going back to Metallica, that I think Metallica could have been, could have gone a little bit farther and whatnot if they would have listened to what Dave Mustaine had. Well, I mean, it's not that they didn't really listen to him. You, you, if you go back and listen to like a lot of the interviews and stuff, Dave was drinking super hard back then, super hard, and like couldn't keep up and was, you know, lose his temper and shit. Though I think that's pretty much everyone else in Metallica too, but yeah, and and a lot of it had to do with is because Dave always Dave is a writer. He 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 writes right. He writes his own stuff and whatnot, and he's open to opinions and whatnot. But I think another thing that clashed was was him and Lars because Lars does a lot of the writing and a lot of the producing for Metallica. You know, and, go ahead. And I think when you've got two writers, two, in my opinion, two damn good writers, because just look how far fucking Dave took Megadeth. Like, that shit is fucking incredible. Like, it's, it's, it's great. I even touched Dave Mustaine's ass, which is fucking amazing. Yes, I said that. I'm not going to comment on that. But what I was going to say, like you were talking about Lars, I like Metallica as a whole. Mm-hmm. I think if I had to sit in a room with Lars, though, I would want to punch him. Yes. And he, he has a very punchable face. He does. And to be honest with you, Metallica as a whole is great. But me personally, I don't care for Lars's drumming. He, to me, it sounds like he's always drumming off beat and has to catch like he'll get off beat and then catch up and then have to catch up like that's just how it sounds to me but hey it works for them i can't complain um so that's my honorable mention for number two is mega death now my number two goes back to old school and whatnot it kind of goes back to old school and everything is i gotta go with the fucking in my opinion the prince of fucking darkness godfather of metal and rock and everything ozzy osbourne yep okay like how him and keith richards is not fucking dead from all the drugs and alcohol they have done i have no fucking idea you know i really don't know especially since uh like I don't, I don't know when Narcan started coming around. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, but, uh, like, I mean, I like Keith, I, I swear to God, Keith Richards could literally walk up to a cockroach and be like, I smoked your uncle 60 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, like I, how in the hell is Keith Richards still alive? I, I don't get it. 
Well, like, have you looked at him lately, though? Like ever since he's gotten older and kind of cleaned up, he's starting to look younger. How is he aging backwards? I don't know, man. I guess I guess it's like my mom said. He's so fucking fermented from all the fucking drugs and alcohol. <laughs> I swear. Like, I don't I don't fucking get it. It's beyond me. But right? yes, Ozzy, like they're. Hold on. Give me keep talking. I got to take care of something. No, you're good. But yeah, to me, Ozzy is my personal is like my number top two because there's not a record nor album or anything that you can turn away. I mean, like everything that that man has done and has been through and the shit that he's put his wife sharing through, it's unbelievable, but he is just, he's a legend. He's a fucking living legend and the world will be saddened when that motherfucker dies. Ozzy is like the fucking Pope of metal. Like, I swear to God, there will be mass anarchy when that motherfucker dies. There will be. I mean, people will be out and marching in all black. And, you know, one of the things, though, that I can't ever get out of my head, you remember the show, The Osbournes, and it's just to think of Ozzy and see him in those situations. And there was like one clip from the show where he was um, talking about uh, they were, they were putting together some kind of presentation or maybe he was even doing a show. I can't remember the episode, but like they wanted to do bubbles or something. Yes. Yes. I know exactly what you're saying. He's like bubbles. I'm the Prince of fucking darkness. What is this? Fucking darkness. I don't need bubbles. What the fuck? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yes. That was for, that was when he was doing a Christmas tour, a tour around Christmas and whatnot. It was like in everything. And they had the fake snow and the bubbles and everything. And he's just like bubbles. I'm the Prince of fucking darkness. Bubbles. Right. (laughs) Oh man. All right. Side note. I will say this to all you motherfuckers out there that listen to this. When this motherfucker does die, None of y'all bastards better go out and start eating bats and get fucking COVID going again. God damn it. Just throwing that out. Stay away from fucking bats. Well, uh, yeah, just that's a good rule in general. Don't mess with bats. Stay away from the bats. I don't give a shit if it's a gummy bat or what. And you want to bite the head off of it. Don't bite the head off of a fucking real bat. No. And no one should do that at any point in their life ever, really. Exactly. The only person that was ever allowed to do that was fucking Ozzy Osbourne. He gets a pass. All right. Yes, he does. So going back through our list so far, I've had Dio, Sabbath, Slipknot, and Metallica. And yours were what? Slayer? Slayer, System of a Down. Uh huh. Lamb of God and yep. Ozzy. Gotcha. So I think we've got some pretty strong lists, but I don't know. This might be where you really disagree with me for my number one because mine's a little bit newer. I say a little bit like they've only been around for about the past 20 years at the most. Okay. My number one pick Kill Switch Engage. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna argue with that. I won't argue with you on that. That's actually a good pick because Kill Switch Engage is actually a, a a damn good band and and whatnot. And I'll give it to them. Their fucking singer, I forget his name, but well, okay. So they started off with Jesse Leach, right? He was the he was the original, mm-hmm. like the the singer in the beginning, and then. Um, after him, because he he backed out for a while, they picked up. Um, oh geez, what was his name? Brian Howard? No, Howard Jones. Howard Jones. I don't know why I do that every time. I always want to say Brian Howard, and I have no idea why. I know it's mm-hmm. Howard Jones. I know it is. Yeah. I just watched him. Um, <laughs> yeah, in a, a YouTube video, <laughs> like twenty minutes before we started talking. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
and, a, and, a, and a reason why I will give you this as a number one, because when they went from Jesse Leach to Howard Jones, a lot of motherfuckers didn't know it was a different guy because they sound fucking almost to a fucking T. It's redonkulous. You can tell the difference if you actually sit there and listen to when it was Jesse and then when it was Howard. And but if you never listen to Kill Switch Engage ever and you play them a song that had Jesse and then you played them a song with Howard, you'd be like, sounds like the same motherfucker. Yeah, this uh, it's close. It's close. But I I will say that Howard has the better clean vocals Mm -hmm. like he can sing not to say that there's anything wrong with his screams and like distorted vocals but jesse is better at that part but howard's clean vocals though i mean i think of songs like um rose of sharon my curse um oh god what's another good one um geez there's a ton um absolution or this is absolution um they just it, it just works it was magic it was lightning in a bottle they had it and you know when howard wanted to leave and jesse came back it's like it it even it got more amplified it it just it kept getting better and then when they did the song with both of them together oh oh man like it, orgasm is what it was like my ear nutted um <laughs> ear nut yeah that's exactly what it was um no it was just it was perfect absolutely perfect but yeah i mean they're they are my number one pick and yeah. i can go back and listen to any song from them over and over and over yeah i will say this though jesse leach jesse leach started them and kind of got them out there Howard Jones brought them to what they are known as now and Jesse and and whatnot. And I'm not throwing shade on Jesse and whatnot, but he's coming in and he's like, okay, Howard brought us to where this band is today for being so well known. And he had to come in and fill, in my opinion, some pretty big ass shoes for that 10 year gap that he was gone. Right. For that, because that ten years, Howard put them on the map to for what they're known for. Everybody for them pretty much becoming a household fucking name. Be like, yo, did you hear this new Killswitch song? This and that. Jesse got them started. Howard brought them to what they are now, and now Jesse's having to keep that momentum and keep them, and has kept them going since fucking 2012 when he came back when Howard left. Well, I think that. That also says a lot about Jesse, though, is like he kept it rolling. He keeps mm-hmm. that momentum going. Um, and one of the reasons, like, so Jesse got him started. And you remember you remember the the Vans Warp Tours. Mm-hmm. Howard was on a lot of those. Yep. With Kill Switch. Like they, they did that and you know, he he was out front a whole lot more for that sort of stuff. And that's what really started getting them popular. They started getting noticed more. And then when Howard decided to dip, Jesse stepped back in. It was like, all right, I'm ready to do this now. Let's keep it rolling. And he has. It's it's continued to go strong. Yeah. And their fucking guitarist, Adam, I'm not even going to pronounce his fucking last name. Dude, yeah, I just say Adam D, man. Adam exactly. D. Exactly. That's what everybody called Adam D. He's like his style is 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 fucking great and his energy on stage like he he acts like he's a little kid in a fucking candy store and when he you know plays what? live i think that's how more rock stars or musicians who whatever you want to classify them as people on stage playing music that's how they should be you should be enjoying the time that you're up there on stage like exactly you're getting to live the dream that most of us just sit there and like wish we had man Mm -hmm. and and another reason why i won't disagree with you as kill switch being your number one is because when they did dio song holy diver Uh they actually did the best rendition of holy diver personally to me i think their rendition of holy diver i'm not throwing shade on the original because the original is what it is it's dio's thing 
I mean, Dio's version is great, but I think personally, Kill Switch Engage made it how it originally should have been a little bit more up and whatnot, and this and that. That, and you got to give it to fucking Adam D being in a fucking dress, acting like a fucking chick. Like, come on now. That video is just great. <laughs> Did you see him when he was on The Price is Right? No. You got to go back and put that on. Pull that up on YouTube sometime, man. Like he was on The Price is Right. Oh, I shit. love watching interviews with him. Dude is just hilarious. He he brings so much fun and energy to a show. Um, like he's just the whole band is great. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm stepping away, but I've got wireless, so I just got to grab a drink. Keep talking. I can still hear you. So while he's out for the moment, um, I'm just going to go ahead and plug our Facebook page. Um, It's called the capital T, capital U, capital B, the Tubbs uh, podcast, because Facebook is a little bit of a dick and will not let us put the two ugly bastards podcast in the title. Um, But yeah, if you want to go hop on there, um, we'll be posting Um, something about this first episode that we're doing here and we want you guys to take a look at it spread the news if you like what we're doing if you don't you can tell us about it but we really won't care um but yeah we're going to be having um polls and things up on there later um in time we we've got big plans we hope that everybody is tagging along with us and you know if you want to fight with me that Kill Switch Engage is the best metal band of all time. You can come on there and say something. And I may or may not respond. It depends on, you know, what kind of mood I'm feeling in at the time. Um, But yeah, and we're going to try to be posting these. What did we say we're going to try to do like every every two weeks? Uh, I'm going to say every two weeks start now. We're going to try posting these every two weeks start now. Like. One, one every two weeks and then once we get in the flow of everything you know we'll probably start doing uh um weekly yeah you know once a week yeah we'll try anyway um i'm going back to school myself and i work full-time and i've got a family so trying to carve out time is not always easy but we'll try to we'll try to keep things rolling um yes. but yeah kill switch my number one pick so now You've got to lay it all on the line. Your number one pick is. Oh, and this goes back to one of yours to where it said to where I said mine's higher. Uh-huh. And what your number is. Can you went you, with them. Do you have any idea who it is? Yeah, you picked Slipknot, dude. Yep. Slipknot is your number one. Yes. I'm not knocking it. Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking it. They just for me. They were never going to beat Metallica or Killswitch. Uh, Slipknot is my number one because they are, or they not are, they were the first heavy metal concert that I ever went to. First one. And I was, fuck, 6, 15, 16. That just goes to show if y'all motherfuckers out there in podcast world know how to do math, just goes to show you how old I am. <laughs> so yes i've been around the block a few times i'll give you that but yeah they're they're my number one like i can i'll go back and i can i'll listen to them all goddamn day long all right and, i mean i'm not gonna knock it you know like i said they made it into my top five they just were not my number one and i can see why you know especially if that was your first metal show I can see why that would be at number one. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, nothing. I mean, when I saw them, shit, let me, let's go back. When I yes. saw them as my first show, like they were my first, first metal band I was on. And I'm trying to figure out what, uh, what album they were on tour for? Give me a minute. What year did you say you went to see them? I was like 16. 
Okay. So, and we're about the same age. So that would put it around 2004 ish. I think it, I think it was when they were on the subliminal versus world tour. I want to okay. say. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Cause let's see here. I wasn't there. I don't remember. I had that pulled up. Hold on. When was that released? Okay. So yeah. The album was released May 25th, 2004, and this is just according to Wikipedia here, Um, because we all know how reliable that is. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Um, I saw them April 24th, 2005. Okay. Yep. Saw them back in 2005 when they were on their subliminal first world tour for the volume three. And that, like, it was fucking redonkulous like it was the damn good fucking show like when like I mean when they did duality everybody just went fucking nuts that song was everywhere yes it was literally everywhere it was and so was before I forget yes that was too like that was another one where it was just everywhere. Wasn't that one on Guitar Hero? Did you ever play Guitar Hero? Yes, I did play Guitar Hero. And I can't, and I want to say, before I forget, was. It was uh, on one of them. It was on like either Guitar Hero 2 or 3. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can't remember which one, but yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that album had some great songs on it. But like for for me, you know, when I was saying earlier, my favorite album by them is Iowa. And that's just because Iowa is so heavy. Uh So heavy. I love every bit of it. Yep. And fun fact, too, is that show was also the first time out of about three or four when I saw Lamb of God for the first time because they were a supporting act for them. They were an opener. Oh, word. Yep, so was Shadows Fall. Oh, yeah, Shadows Fall. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, too, again, back then, uh, around 2005 for... Lamb of God, I forget they were, let's see here, what album they were on around 2005. They would have been on they would have been doing either Ashes of the Wake or Sacrament, but I'm pretty sure they were doing still on their Ashes of the Wake album. Hmm. Yeah, they were still they were still doing that. So they were, but yeah, Ashes of the Wake. I mean, that's another one when off of Lamb of God where they had Laid to Rest, Omerta, and and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, did you have any other honorable mentions you wanted to throw out there? Uh yeah, actually, I've got so many honorable mentions, it ain't even funny. But uh yeah, um, another honorable mention too that I've got to throw out there too. Um don't know if you ever used to be a real big fan of them or if you ever really listened to them is uh trivium trivium i know of them i have never listened to them very much yeah trivium is an honorable mention for me because they're i mean they're just like their new stuff is phenomenal their older stuff is you know phenomenal i mean fuck Matt Heffy, he fucking started that band in fucking 1999. And when he fucking started it, he was. What? Like fucking 13, 14. He still looks like he's 30. He looks like a 13 year old with tattoos now. That's the only thing. he's, He's 36. Well, he looks like he needs to eat some Wheaties and grow up a little bit. Um, yeah, because Trivium formed in uh, 1999. So, and he and Heffy was born in 
86. How is so, he older than us? I know, right? You look at Matt Heffy and you wouldn't think he's older. But yeah, he formed uh, Trivium. Let me do some. Uh... I just, I cannot believe that because I think about, I look at him and I swear, like I've, I've got him pulled up on Google right now. Mm-hmm. Other than some thinning hair, the dude still looks like he's 12. Yeah. He looks like a 12-year-old with tattoos. Uh-huh. But he can shred. He, you know, I've, I've heard him do vocals and stuff before. He's really good. Trivium's just not a band I ever really got into. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Trivium is another one that, I mean, they're good. I mean, they're they're good. Some of their some of their stuff when they first started out as a band, um, you know, they did a lot of uh, like their first couple of albums and whatnot. But once they started getting into starting around two thousand eight and on down to now, they started getting a little bit more a little bit more heavier and a less more like Matt Heffy started from 2011 on down. They kind of switched it up a little bit. They went from more of like a deep, heavy screaming vocal to more of like, you're actually able to understand them. Heffy is actually starting to more, it's starting to like actually sing now, but they still have that, you know, he still gets down and he still screams and he still does right. shit. Well, I mean, if you try to do it for too long without really taking care of your voice, you're just going to end up blowing out your vocal cords. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, one of my honorable mentions was going to be Corn. Yeah, that's another one, too. Um, can't go wrong with the uh, fieldy head, Jonathan Davis. Yeah, I mean, like, and as much as some people hate it, they really did start the whole new metal kind of mm-hmm. vibe. Yep. And so. I think what and I think what made a lot more people start listening to them too is when Queen of the Dam came out. Yeah. Cause they did the whole fucking soundtrack. Every every song in Queen of the Dam is is corn. The only thing I I cannot forgive corn for is doing that stupid dubstep album. Yeah, it was like Path of Totality or something like I can't remember the name of it, but it was some kind of giant collaboration with dubstep artists and DJs and stuff. And I I can't look past that. No, that one. I'll agree with you on that. That album was when I heard it come out. I'm like, why? That's y'all are going out of your wheelhouse. It it was way out of left field. And I just it was it's like fuck yeah luckily i mean but yeah path of totality it was it was stupid a little bit a little you bit you know i mean yeah it had skrillex on there when he was at the top of his game um and whatnot and but yeah it's just i don't but, know if that helped skrillex or hurt him some because like I, you know I see. That's another thing too, because I because I swear after he came out with after he did the song "Get Up" with him, I I don't know if it hurt his career or not. Because after that, after about 2011, 2012, you really didn't hear anything from him. I mean, no, he only man. did he only did one. He released. Let's see here. Uh, he's done stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong, but like as far as mainstream stuff goes, unless you're in like the EDM kind of circles, and I'm not, I'd, I'll listen to it, but I, I couldn't tell you who's who or what kind of mm-hmm. songs they've released. The last thing I remember him doing after that, he did some kind of song with Justin Bieber. Yeah, and then he just kind of dropped off. Mm-hmm. Like he did, uh, "Don't Go" with Justin Bieber. And I'm just like, really? Yeah, I mean, I get and see, that's another thing, too, with me, like Skrillex. A lot of people don't like when a lot of people when he 
when he started doing his thing in the whole dubstep and everything. And I was like, oh, shit, that's fucking Sonny from first to last. A lot of people didn't know that. No, I look, I, I fuck with me some first to last, like um, because the whole emo hardcore scene at that time, that was my jam. I used to go out and buy every single Warp Tour compilation album from like 2003 on up to about 2010, whenever whenever they stopped making them, really, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That is my scene, man, um, which is really weird coming from a redneck from out in the middle of nowhere. Who, <laughs> You know, I still wear flannel shirts and cowboy boots all the time, so it's, it's weird, but... um. Mm-hmm. no i mean that that was my stuff yeah i mean that that i mean when he was with from first to last that's the era when you had from like that band you had uh um under oath is another one from under oath atrey you um yeah maybe that's what we should do um, for the next one is like favorite you know emo bands or whatever like that i mean that whole I mean, screamo even, hardcore you you even got to throw a nod in there to fucking hawthorne heights just for their one song that made them famous oh they, but, they had more than one they yeah. had more than one but, but their ohio is for lovers is the is the one that pretty much put them on the map and they're like okay that's everybody's go-to song yeah ohio is for lovers and nikki fm yeah they those were like their two biggest known songs right there but man there are so many good songs from that time yeah. period i mean so you, many you, good bands fallout I mean, boy got their start back then yeah fallout boy got their start back then hell fucking afi i mean look uh, at them which the, you know they started off as like punk music mm-hmm. and then they kind of went more emo it and onto the uh uh and whatnot but yeah i mean you've got afi i mean look at them i mean their their shit is you know was done davy havoc can do no wrong in my eyes no like the man is a vocal beast and always will be um but i I think we've gotten like way way off topic though um (laughs) hey that's how it is i mean you start talking about bands and you get off topic and you just i mean there's so many rabbit holes that you go down to I mean, just look at fucking AFI when they dropped their uh, album in 2021, Bodies, and they hadn't put anything out since 2017. Yeah, I mean, they they were quiet for a minute. Oh, yeah, they were they were quiet for a hot minute, especially from 2009 until fucking 2013. Yep. You know? Yeah, it's just, it's retarded. You know, we got to... We got to break you from saying that word. What retarded? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. I'm. I'm no. past that one. I'm no. past it. I might bleep no. it out when I go back to edit this. Nah, you bleep out retarded. I'm gonna just keep saying it. I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> I really do. But um, no, I, I mean, I think this is a good stopping point for now. Um, we've been at it for close to an hour. So we'll consider this the end of the very first episode of the Two Ugly Bastards podcast. And if you guys want to check us out, I'll go back through that info again on Facebook. It is the capital T, capital U, capital B, apostrophe S podcast, the Tubbs podcast. And I'll repeat because Facebook is a dick and will not let me put the Two Ugly Bastards as a name in there. Because it violates standards or something. Yeah. Um, no, we got to keep it PC for the metaverse out here. Well, that's what I'm saying. Don't use that word, man. Like <laughs> it just it makes my teeth itch. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, check us out on Facebook at the Tubs Podcast, and we'll start trying to get together some other social media stuff. And um, yeah, we hope to hear from y'all like real soon coming up. Same. And please, like I said, we're just starting out. Like he said, literally, it's our first one. We got many more to come. More topics, more random bullshit that can go on. You know, sometimes we'll just be sitting here 
bullshit. Start out one topic, go from there, and just keep on going until we decide to be like, all right, fuck it, let's stop. And feel free to argue with us in the comments. We like yes. that shit. Please, for the love of Christ, we love arguments. We love when people just go back and forth with banter. It'll make for great material. Please, please, I'm begging you. Plus, Don't. you know, if you if you say something way out of line, we will tell your mom. So oh, yeah, we will. I literally will find out where you live. Not 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 literally, but I will tell your mama in some way, shape, or form. Google Trust me, your mama got a Facebook. We know. Exactly. We'll find you. All right. Well, to all you beautiful buttholes and ugly bastards out there, we'll catch you again next time. Later.